For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Casting judgment, I just didn't know what I'm keeping in a hundred. And that will never change. You can't hear it, you love it. What's up, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Tevin Jameer back at it again with another episode of the Hate It or Love It podcast. Now, yes, this is another audio episode. And Partly is it's because I really wanted to hurry up and, you know, film this episode and put it out for y'all because I said, look, I'm not going to go another Tuesday without giving y'all an episode. I've, I've been doing that these past few weeks. I think it's been like two weeks since I put out the last episode. I don't even remember, but, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since y'all got an episode and I was like, look, I'm not going to do another week without giving y'all an episode or nothing like that. But. The reason that I haven't put out any episodes was really just because of life stuff. Um, my youngest nephew, he he just graduated um, preschool, I think that's what it is, whatever it is before kindergarten. He just graduated uh, and he's going to go on to kindergarten next year, which was a great moment for the family and whatever. Um, also yesterday I went to one of my nieces flag football games. She, Hey, she got her team a a winning touchdown. So, you know, I was a proud uncle in that moment. Um, the other thing is also I was editing a video for my sister. She recently, uh, threw her friend a bridal shower and, you know, sometimes I do get in my videography bag, videographer bag. Like I'm not, I don't try to be a videographer or anything like that. I wouldn't say that like I'm even that great at it, but you know, she liked the work that I did on some of the other videos. So she wanted me to do this one. Maybe I'll upload it with this episode of the podcast, like give y'all double videos or whatever. But yeah, um, if you guys see a bridal shower video up around the same time as this one, then you know I decided, yeah, I'm going to upload both. But the main thing and why I didn't really feel like making an episode like these past few weeks is also my cat Nyla died. If you guys have been a longtime fan of my channel, you know that I had two cats. One was Diamond, who died back in like 2017. And Nyla, yeah, she was holding out. She was she was staying strong past Diamond's death. But yeah, unfortunately, like a few weeks ago, she passed away. Don't really know the cause. My family said it happened while I was at work. So yeah, don't know the cause. But yeah, I was just dealing with that. You know, the funny thing is, People don't really like some people don't really take into account like pet deaths because I remember like one time when I'm not going to say who the person was, but I, I was I'm friends with somebody and I was telling them how, you know, that year I was dealing with the death of, like I said, my other cat Diamond and they were like, yeah, but that's an animal and you know, I wasn't trying to disrespect him by saying like, you know, comparing his friend's death to my cat's death. I wasn't trying to like say they, you know, 
say nothing about like equal footing, like one's a human, one's a cat. But I was just still saying that a loss is a loss. So I was just trying to, you know, make him feel better and, you know, just say that a loss is a loss no matter what it is. And some people, they don't really take into account like when your pets die. But it's like, you know, I do take, you know, death seriously, even whether it's a human or it's an animal. Like if it's your pet, like that's basically another person within your family. Like, yeah, obviously it's not a human, you know, obviously all that, but it's still part of your family regardless. And Nyla, I don't know how the rest of my family feel about her because they definitely had a lot of, you know, bad moments with Nyla, but I love that cat like crazy. Like I love Nyla and Diamond both like crazy. Um, quick story time. When I was younger, I always wanted a dog. Even to this day, I still want a dog. But my mom said dogs are way too much responsibility. So you can have a cat instead since it's less hands-on with them. And the day we were supposed to pick up Diamond from the shelter, we were only originally supposed to get Diamond. But and this might sound like some movie TV show type stuff or whatever, but on our way to go get diamond, we were like me and my brother was walking through the shelter and we saw Nyla staring at us. Like, you know, multiple people was walking past Nyla and Oh yeah, I should go by their, their names at the shelter. Diamond was Neely and Nyla was Paco. <laughs> so Paco which is really Nyla, Paco was staring at us, wasn't staring at nobody else, was staring at us, and we asked to see Nyla as well, they brought Diamond to us, we asked to see Nyla, and they instantly was like some of the most friendliest cats ever, like Diamond and Nyla was crawling all over us, it was almost like they instantly loved us, so... We went in only expecting to get Diamond, but we were like, screw it. Let's get both of them. And they were both like, they were basically both kittens. Like Diamond was, I think, eight months old and Nyla was only six months old. Like they were both very young and they both got along with each other very well. So we were like, all right, let's get both of them together. And it was a cool thing to do that because, you know, pets get very territorial over like you know their family and their spaces and stuff like that and yeah we got diamond and nyla when i was leaving fifth grade this was like summer of 2010 i think like summer of 2010 we got diamond and nyla i was i was going on to sixth grade and we got them in july of 2010 and yeah ever since then yo those cats <laughs> they were some cool cats <laughs> not to sound corny or nothing like that but like you know throughout most of my life which it is crazy because like in 2010 we got them when I was like 11 years old or something like that mm -hmm. like I'm 23 now and Nyla just died so basically for like for like half my life for a little bit over half my life, I basically had both these cats and Diamond died in 2017 and Nyla just died a few weeks ago. So it was crazy, not just because like, you know, Nyla is a part of my fam. Like I consider Nyla part of the family. I love Nyla a lot, but it's also the fact that I don't know, that was almost a piece of my childhood that like that's a that's partly like saying bye to a piece of your childhood like you got these cats when you were younger and now it's like both of them are gone and it's like damn like that was one thing from when i was younger that i still had but now i don't anymore so yeah when when my dad told me that nyla died that hit me that hit me very hard so yeah you know R.I.P. Nyla, you know, when I make it to Heaven's Gates, I hope you and Diamond are sitting there waiting for me. <sighs> I didn't want this to be a sad episode, but I, I just wanted to explain why 
I haven't really like been posting or anything like that, but yeah. Um, so let's get to some of the topics that I had to today and I don't really have too much topics. One thing is I'm here to announce that I'm going to start uploading the podcast, not only on YouTube, but also on rumble. So if you guys, um, do not know rumble is basically like another type of YouTube type of website. And I found out about rumble because DJ academics actually signed a deal with them recently, or, you know, he's starting to like do a streaming deal with them. And he got into some controversy over that because rumble is rumble is a very like say, however you feel type, you know, type of website. Um, they don't restrict their users too much. So, a lot of people go on there saying a whole bunch of like crazy stuff on there. Like apparently a lot of neo-Nazis be using, you know, um, rumble and stuff like that. And from what DJ academics is saying, like rumble, that's not what their intended image is. Like they don't want to be known as the neo-Nazi type YouTube website or anything like that. Like they don't want to be known for just that stuff. They just allow people to say their full opinions, but they don't, it's not, it's almost like allowing a platform where people are allowed to say their opinions, but you might not agree with it, but you want to give people that outlet. Basically, that's what Rumble kind of is like. It's, it's basically like a YouTube where you can say your opinions and stuff like that. And from the little bit that I've been on it, it looks like live streaming and podcasts is like a very big thing for them. So you know, they're trying to clean up their image by signing people like DJ Academics. Um, I think they were in talks with Kai Sinat, like, you know, all the big streamers that were on Twitch. Like, they're trying to change the image so that people don't see them as, like, you know, a negative type of website or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, also, the cool thing is I found out that you can get monetization from uploading on there. So that's one reason why I really wanted to get on there. But ultimately, I also want to put my stuff on Rumble just because, you know, get my podcast more reach. Like, yeah, I'm on my podcast is on every streaming service that you can get podcasts on and it's on here. And by here, I mean YouTube. But mostly I do want to give more of a reach to my podcast. So not only will I be uploading this episode onto YouTube and streaming services, but I will be also uploading this episode to rumble. And I will also, um, and I will also upload all my old episodes. I uploaded the last episode already onto rumble, but I'm going to start uploading all the old episodes on there. I might have to put in the description that this stuff is old just so people know. But yeah, I am also going to start releasing content on Rumble. So if you guys also use Rumble, check that out. Like I said, I heard that it gets you. I heard that you can get monetization on there. So definitely check my podcast out on there if you guys use it. Um, also, I, before I really get into like the real topics I really want to talk about, I also want to ask y'all, like, do you guys want me to start a Twitch channel or anything like that? Because I already have a Twitch, but I just don't use it. I don't really do anything with it. So, like, if you guys want me to do Twitch or something like that, like, let me know in the comments because I do see new people uh, checking out the podcast. I have gained like a few subscribers from this podcast so like yeah if you guys are fans of mine like let me know do you guys want me to start doing twitch streams like i can still do podcasts but also do like twitch streams on the side like just so y'all can like get to know me more and you know y'all can interact with me more so like yeah let me know if you guys want that um the first topic that i really want to talk about and keep in mind you know, I haven't really been uploading these past few weeks, so this is definitely an old topic. But Netflix finally, finally released some information about the next Avatar series. Now, if you guys know me, I am a big fan of Avatar The Last Airbender. Not really a big fan of Legend of Korra, but I love Avatar The Last Airbender. To me, 
I always tell people all the time, as far as storytelling wise, storytelling, Avatar is the best show to me. Avatar The Last Airbender is the best storytelling show of all time. Even if you take out the whole storytelling aspect, it is still one of my favorite shows of all time, regardless of whether it's a cartoon or live action series. Like Avatar is a show that I believe everybody should watch. And to think that that show came out when I was younger, like that's crazy to me. Cause like, and, and the other crazy thing is I remember talking to my aunt about how she watches Avatar now. And I'm just like, yo, that's crazy. Because like, you know, you know how it is like when you have a younger family member and you just watch something on the TV just because they watch it too. Like, it's crazy to think that like now shows that I watched when I was younger that, you know, like I said, my aunt, she probably watched this show with me at some point when I was younger and probably like she was thinking like, oh, this is just some kid show. Like, who cares? Like now Avatar is to the point where like grown adults like past its demographic is like this show is actually pretty good. So, yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender is like one of the best shows ever. If you were one of the only five people on this earth that have never seen it i feel like you really need to check it out actually i strongly recommend that you check it out it's on netflix i think it's also on paramount plus but especially now that things are getting into motion with the live action remake on netflix definitely hurry up and check out the show it's only three seasons i mean if you want to watch legend of Korra, then i think like you have seven seasons to watch but like and when I say seven seasons, I mean the original Avatar only has three seasons. Legend of Korra, I think, only has four. So if you want to watch the whole Avatar series up to this point, like, okay, seven seasons. But the Netflix remake is only going to focus on The Last Airbender. So if you only want to focus on The Last Airbender, you only really have three seasons to watch of the animated series before watching this live action series. So, okay. So what did Netflix release? So they released four pictures and they released a teaser trailer. So the teaser trailer isn't really anything too crazy. It's really just, you know, pictures of the four elements with the elements reacting around them. And then we get a logo for the Netflix series like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Like we really just get this a look at the logo. That's all the teaser was. It wasn't no like clips from the show or anything like that. Um... And then they released, like I said, they released four images. One was of Aang, one was of Katara, Sokka, and Zuko. And from what I heard, these are actual stills from the series. Like, these aren't just promotional photos just to show us what the characters look like. Like, these are actual, like, stills from episodes. And personally, me... I like the way that this looks. I like what I've been seeing so far. Like some people have strong opinions on the costumes, especially with Zuko. Like some people even have strong opinions on his scar. Look, here's the thing. With teaser photos like this, I don't understand how people have strong opinions on you know, how they look like these are just simple photos with no context or anything of the show or anything like that. So I don't know how anybody can have a strong opinion on it. Like to have a strong opinion on his scar, like, come on, bro. Like we're only looking at a or not really a promotional image, but we're just looking at, and it's not even like he has a helmet on in the picture, so we don't even get a full look at his face to see how bad the scar could really be. But even if the scar doesn't look any worse than how it did in that in that photo, I'm fine with it. Like, I don't really see how anybody can have, like, that strong of an emotion just yet. Like, relax, all right? Just, just relax a little bit. Like, wait until, like, an actual first trailer comes out. But as far as how the character looks... I love how the characters look. Um, it looks like they stayed very true to what the animated series was like, but they also had some type of realism into the costuming of the characters. And I feel like one of the characters that shows off that balance is Aang. Like, it's very, his outfit is very colorful, 
and vibrant, kind of like how it was in the actual animated series. But you can also tell that they took into account like how it would look in a real life setting. Like they don't want it to come off like cosplay, but it also looks very realistic. So, yeah, um, I like all the costuming that I've seen so far. I just like everything that we've seen thus far. You know, some people do have their worries about the show, especially since the original creators of the of the animated show left. And apparently there was like, um, what's the word? Um, creative differences. So, you know, there is worry. There is some stuff to be worried about, but I don't think that we should like be all up in arms until we see what the show is actually like, like wait until the show comes out because here's the thing. Um, well, yeah, we're not really going to know how it is until the show really comes out. But besides the creative differences and like the original creators leaving, I still have faith in this because well, for one, Netflix went into this fully knowing how the last airbender was. And when I say the last airbender, I mean the movie that was the original adaption to the show. The 2010 movie was so hated by fans to the point where like even M. Night Shyamalan had to admit like, you know, he messed up with that movie. So I think Netflix is going into this fully well knowing like, okay, we do not want to disappoint the fans, you know, like how the original 2010 movie did. And then also from what I'm hearing, Netflix is putting a lot of like their resources into this. I was initially worried about the show because Netflix is known to cancel shows, especially if they have too high of a budget, like Netflix will cancel a show, like how Tommy will cancel anybody on power. Like if you watch Power, you know that Netflix is basically like the company version of Tommy and all the people he killed is just like the TV shows like Netflix would be canceling shows for nothing like they if a show just looks slightly off, they will cancel it. So I was very worried about them saying they wanted to adapt Avatar because it's like, oh, my gosh, like Avatar they always canceling shows over budgets. I will never forgive Netflix for canceling the get down. Like they canceled that because of budget reasons. The get down is still my favorite show ever to release on Netflix. So like, yeah, them, them canceling that was a big disservice, but all right, rant over. Basically, I'm just saying that Netflix, they cancel shows before over budgets. So I was very worried about Avatar because I'm like, do they not think they're going to have to spend a big budget on this? Like, first off, the costuming, the settings, the bending, Appa, Momo and other spiritual creatures that show up in the Avatar universe. Like Netflix is pretty much going to have to put everything into this show if they hope for this to succeed. And from what I'm hearing thankfully they know that thankfully they know that they're gonna have to put all that in from what i'm hearing netflix is trying to make this like their new big show like stranger things is about to end and they're basically saying that avatar is supposed to take the place of stranger things like this is going to be the show that they pour all their money into and from what i'm hearing um netflix is basically treating this like their Game of Thrones, like, you know, this is their Games of Thrones, this is the show that they're going to put everything into, and hopes that everybody loves it, especially the fans of the original animated series, so I very much like that they're taking all these precautions, I have heard that there is going to be differences, especially one of those differences apparently being now they're going to push more of the love triangle angle between Aang, Katara, and Zuko, I really, I really hope that doesn't happen. I hope that does not happen. But if it does, because I hate love triangles. First off, I hate love triangles in shows. I, oh my gosh, there is so many love triangles in shows that feel hella unnecessary. Yo, one of my favorite shows of all time is Boy Meets World. When I saw the sequel series Girl Meets World and they had a love triangle in that, I was so pissed off, especially with the way that it ended. I'm like, you guys made us go through all of this just for it to end like this. Like, come on, bruh. But yeah, love triangles, I hate that. If you guys are going to introduce a love triangle, please, please, please. 
do not do not make it overstay its welcome. Like if you're gonna do, a, and this goes for anybody making any type of like upcoming show or anything like that, do not make the love triangles. Do not make them overstay their welcome. You can have a little fun with it for a few episodes, but do not keep it around for the whole damn series. Don't nobody like them. Nobody likes love triangles. Okay, now I'm not going to say nobody does, but most people do not like it. Do not keep it around way longer than it needs to be. Okay, thank you. Um. Also... And this is about to sound hella hypocritical, but when it comes to the original Avatar, I am a firm believer of Aang and Katara always being Endgame. Some people believe Zuko and Katara should have been Endgame, but no, I am a firm believer that Aang and Katara was always meant to be. Anybody that that believes that Katara and Zuko should have been together, argue with yourselves because that does not make any sense to me. Just like how with iCarly when people say that Sam and Freddy should have been together. I definitely do not believe that people that they should have been together. What I think it is is that people love the opposites attract type thing. And I mean, in real life, that does happen sometimes. Sometimes couples, sometimes people that aren't meant to be together are the people that are very much opposites that you might not ever expect them to be together. But not in every case, though. Like, in some cases, y'all got to let go of that opposites attract stuff. Like, no. Um, But yeah. And then... I hope that because I know that this show isn't going to follow too closely, like it is going to follow the show a lot, but it's not going to be like a beat for beat remake. Like, obviously, there is going to be changes. Some of the changes also have to do with the characters, like as far as age, like with an animated series, you have the benefit of that. You don't have to age the characters, but with a live action show, like obviously the characters are going to grow up. They are going to get older. The kid that plays Aang, like obviously throughout real life he's gonna grow up he's gonna hit puberty he's gonna like you know deal with all that so for a for a live action series you're gonna have to take that into us into consideration so like if they have to do differences with ages then yeah i'm fine with that but here's what it is and i i actually did i actually did a, a paper on my last semester of school about adaptions and pretty much my overall thesis was that because we were talking about novels to films like film and I and I did a paper on film adaptations that are just as good as the source material or better and one of the conclusions that I came to that was that the reason that adaptations can be better is if they, you know, basically. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, work on the established, um, work on the established stuff that was in the original source material. Like, the best way I can explain it, um, the best way I can explain it, I used Where the Wild Things Are as one of my examples, because that is one of my favorite movies of all time, Where the Wild Things Are. With the book, we just get a simple 10 to 12 pages of just Max going wild in his room with, with the creatures and stuff like that. In the film, they like they added more to what was already established without ruining the source material. Like 
it's still him going crazy with these creatures, but these creatures are embodiments of his feelings, his family, and the challenges that he faces in his real life. Like, if you guys get what I'm saying, the adaption basically added more on to what was originally established, but they didn't do it out alienating the fans of the original and alien and without alienating the the message of the original because essentially with with this avatar live action remake you guys can make changes but still keep the essence of what made the original show good i know i just did a whole bunch of talking for something that probably could have been summed up very simply but as you guys can tell, I am very passionate about this Avatar show. I want it to be good. I do not want this to be another case of The Last Airbender. I do not want another adaption that really, really ruins the show. Like, oh my gosh, I feel bad for anybody that watched that movie but never watched the original show because you guys would, like, anybody that watched that movie but never watched the original show, they probably would think the show was as bad and that's not the case because avatar the last airbender is one of the best shows to ever come out so like yeah um i'm really looking forward to this i like what i'm seeing but i definitely want to see a trailer hopefully we get one soon because in the teaser it does say that we are supposed to get the show in 2024 hopefully we get it fall or maybe winter Oh, wait, no, not fall or winter. I mean, um, spring or summer of 2024. Like, I hope it gets one of those release dates. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this show. And, you know, hopefully Netflix sticks the landing. Because I don't want another bad, like, Avatar adaption. So, yeah, I hope Netflix really sticks the landing on this one. And, you know, I do like to spread a little bit of positivity. This might be an unpopular opinion. But honestly, if I had to give one positive, one positive to the last Airbender 2010 movie, and this is something that I've always said, even when I was younger and as I've gotten older, I have rewatched the movie multiple times, and this has never changed in my opinion. The one thing I will never say is bad about that movie is the setting and and the atmosphere of the movie like as far as as far as the settings like the water tribes looked amazing in the movie the air temples look good in the movie the earthbending kingdom looked good in the movie the costuming also looked really good like i like what they did i like more what they did with these live action netflix versions but i won't deny that the costuming for ang Sokka, katara all the water tribe, all the, like everybody that we've seen in the original movie, as far as costuming. Now, I'm not talking about casting. I am very glad that with the Netflix show, they did go with the nationalities that the original cartoon was um, based on. I'm glad that they're going with the original ethnicities. But when it comes to the last Airbender movie, I'm not talking about casting. I'm not talking about ethnicities because I always believe that they should have stuck with the original ethnicities as far as the show. But I do love the costumes in the last Airbender movie. Like I liked Aang's costume. I liked you know how all the tribes, all the different tribes looked. I thought it was an interesting choice into making the firebenders primary colors mostly black like if you watch the original show their primary colors are red and black but in the live action like movie their colors are black and red if you guys are getting what i'm saying like if you look at the costumes from the cartoon in the 2010 movie you can tell like yeah they're still using the red and black color scheme but you can tell that there's more of an emphasis on the black and the red if you guys get what I'm saying, I, I know I sound like a complete nerd or whatever, but if you, 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 if you know, you know, okay. Um, yeah. So I just want to say that's the little bit, that is the one positive I will give to the last airbender. And I mean the movie, that's the one positive I'll give to the last airbender movie, the settings and the costumes. And even the look of Momo and Appa wasn't really that bad in my opinion, but 
That's one thing in the live action series I really can't wait to see. How cute will they make Momo and Appa? Because I'm not going to lie. The last Airbender, Appa did not look cute at all. He did not. But I still liked his look. But yeah, for this for this show, I really hope um, they keep up with the idea of having... I hope they keep up with the idea of having it stay true to the show while also keeping it real, like what they did with the costumes for these characters. So, yeah. Um, the last, and I guess I had two topics written down in my notes, but I guess these could be used as like one whole topic. And if you guys seen the episode where I was talking to Al about the writer strike, one thing I brought up, in that episode was about comedies falling out of the light as far as like going to theaters. And what I said to him was, if you really think about it, we haven't really been getting comedies in theaters as much as we used to. And I was telling him how I feel like streaming services, like studios are using streaming services as like a dumping ground for comedy movies. Like, cause you know, I'm a I'm a big believer in that comedies is is like one of the best genres in film. I believe that comedies are, you know, like me going through film school and how I see the industry treating comedy movies. I can tell that there's not that much of a respect for comedy movies anymore. And partly I feel like that disrespect towards comedies partly comes from the fact that you know, while comedy is a great genre to explore things about real life, I do also feel like people, you know, find quick bucks in making comedy movies, like dumb comedy movies. But I always was a firm believer in that comedy was one of the best genres because I feel like comedy is one of the best ways to call out or to point out things in society or pull or point out deeper things like I always use The Hangover as an example. I'll use one of the last, like, comedies I've seen in theaters. And when I say comedies, I mean straight-up comedy. I don't mean, like, movies like Ready or Not where it's, like, a horror, but it has comedic elements in it. Or, like, Marvel movies where it's a superhero movie, but it has comedic elements. Like, I don't mean that. I mean, like, movies are comedies first and foremost, and maybe they might have something else. Um, one of the comedies that I remember last seeing in theaters was, uh, Good Boys. And the thing that me and my friend Josh loved about that movie was the fact that, you know, the trailers gave you a movie where it seemed like it was just going to be like, oh, these little kids is cussing and doing adult stuff. But really at the essence of the movie, the movie really is about friendship. And it even had the boys start to question, like, are we really friends because we really necessarily like each other or because we just happen to live near each other? Like, it's just convenient for us to be friends. Like, I love when movies come up with like, deeper things to ask and deeper things to talk about than that so you know that's why I really like comedies like especially one of my favorite comedies of all time is American Pie and of course growing up all I heard was American Pie is like the teen sex comedy like this movie is just straight up raunchy all about sex and trust me it is raunchy and it does mostly talk about sex but the main message of the movie was about saving, you know, your first time for that right person. And it was also about love. And like, basically, these guys was learning lessons about women and learning lessons about life in a way. So like, yeah, it is a raunchy sex comedy, but there is still things to take away from it. But what I feel like killed the comedy, you know, going to theaters and stuff is that, you know, like I said, as long as you can make people laugh to throw out a comedy. And there was a lot of dumb comedies released where like, there is no thing to pull from this movie. There is no message. Like they really just made this shit for a quick buck. Dang. I was not trying to cuss this episode, but well, well, I already messed that up. Like, 
I love Adam Sandler. I, I am a big defender of Adam Sandler. But Jack and Jill is one of those dumb comedies where I do not think there was a real message that he was trying to pull out. I really think he was just trying to make a movie just to make a movie. So, yeah, I feel like dumb comedies have ruined it to where people just disrespect the comedy genre. And, you know... I really feel like we have had a big disservice these past few years as far as comedies. And the only times you ever really get comedic films is if comedy is inserted in other genre films or if they're independent films. Those are really the only type of comedies we really get in theaters anymore. But this year, this year, I'm starting to see a little change in things and i am very happy yo i am so happy that i'm starting to see a change in things because in this year alone um one movie that i recently seen in theaters was the blackening and i wouldn't necessarily call it a parody movie even though it does make fun of the horror genre a lot but that's what i mean about comedies that i miss like this movie was a comedy first and foremost and it had horror elements to it and it was making fun of horror tropes of like black people being in horror movies like that that's what i mean by a straight up comedy like horror comedy other movies would just be horror movies with comedies sprinkled in. Other movies would be action comedy. Like, it's an action movie, but it has comedy sprinkled in. No, movies like The Blackening is a comedy first and a horror second. It was basically a comedy movie with a with a horror commentary on... Actually, the whole movie was somewhat of a commentary on black people and black people in horror. So, like, yeah. I love comedies like that where it's meant to make you laugh, but it's also meant to, you know, point out things. Um, also, this is another movie I plan on seeing this week. No Strings Attached. I think that... Oh, No Hard Feelings. I think that's the new movie with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that movie actually beat out Elemental and The Flash from what I've been seeing. Like, that movie beat out those movies in the box office. And to hear a comedy be a superhero film and beat Pixar? Like, that's crazy to even think. Like, yo, I did not think I would see something like that, like, anytime soon. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, I am very happy to see comedies coming back to the forefront in films. Uh, I mean, in, in theaters. Another film that's supposed to come out later this year, I don't... Okay, now, when I say dumb comedies, this one looks like a dumb comedy, but I'll still give it a chance. It's a film called Joyride. The trailers doesn't really look that good to me, but I, like I said, I will give it a chance because I'm going off the marketing. And just like what I said before, marketing can really make a movie look completely different than what it's really trying to say. So I'll give Joy Ride a chance. I definitely plan on seeing um, No Hard Feelings pretty soon but as far as the blackening what was my thoughts on that well from what i already said yeah i enjoyed the blackening a lot the twist at the end of the movie i felt like was very predictable but it wasn't really meant to be like that big of a twist anyway like i said this movie is more supposed to be a comedy first and foremost so yes definitely i went to go see this with my cousin and we definitely had a good time watching it it really gave me like that old feel of like going to see comedies in theaters again it was great to be in a room full of people just dying and i don't mean like dying dying i mean like just dying laughing in a theater again like that's an experience i haven't had in so long and it felt so good to finally do that after all these years so kudos to i forget who from what i've seen blackening is based off like a skit or a short film that um one of the characters i think he i think he's also the creator of the original skit but he also plays a character in this movie um kudos to him for you know getting this far you know turning this skit into a full-length film like this film was a very good one i can see myself buying it if it doesn't get on a lot of streaming services so yeah i very much enjoyed it it's definitely up there for like one of my favorite films of the year um also shout out tim story i think he's the one that directed this movie 
I be trying to tell people about like other black directors that people be looking over because like we always talk about the Tyler Perry's, the Jordan Peele's, the um, the Spike Spike Lee's. Like we always talked about them, but like there's other directors out there that there's other black directors out there that um definitely needs to be talked about too and tim story i think he's the one that directed this i will double check later but yeah i think he's the one that directed this movie and he is definitely was someone growing up that i've seen a lot of his movies and he made some of my favorite movies of all time so like yeah he's another black director that i feel like needs some recognition as far as like when we talk about black creators and stuff like that so yeah the blackening was a good movie if you guys haven't seen it please go check it out go enjoy it hell even if don't matter what nationality you are yo my cousin was telling me that white people was in there laughing harder than the black people in the blackening so like don't look, look just because it's a black movie do not turn away from it please go check it out it was a great movie i feel like anyone can enjoy it if you're a fan of comedy especially but especially if you're a fan of horror definitely check it out this movie was a good one and yeah um the other movie that i also wanted to talk about this one didn't go to theaters this was a streaming uh comedy movie and this was the remake of white men can't jump i never seen the original i know it's crazy i'm black i've never seen that movie it's a black classic people be acting like if you even see a black classic movie and you're black like they they act like it's the end of the world like there's a few i haven't seen like i didn't see um I didn't see Soul Food. I think that's the name of it. I didn't see Soul Food until like last month. I didn't see uh, the original White Men Can't Jump. I ain't seen um, Love Jones or anything like that. Like I, I have seen a lot of black classic movies, but they're just a little bit that I haven't seen. And like when I tell them, when I tell people that, like they go crazy. Like when I told my friend I ain't see Soul Food yet, she was like, "What? How you never seen Soul Food?" So like. Yeah, um, but back to what I was saying. White Men Can't Jump, the remake. Um, I just wanted to give a quick review on that, just like I did for The Blackening. And White Men Can't Jump, I really hope the original is better. Like, I did kind of want to watch the original after watching this remake because, like, this movie, the remake is just... I won't say it was terrible. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it was a trash or terrible movie, but it wasn't anything amazing or special or even good. Like, it's just a very okay movie. Like, I have a feeling, and I'm only saying this because I've never seen the original, but I have a feeling that this was one of those remakes where they didn't want to alienate people too much. So they, they, st they played it very safe. And, I mean, from what I read online, like, there is a good amount of differences in the original and this remake. But me watching it, I very much got the feeling that they were really playing this one safe. Like, this movie does not... This movie does not do anything special at all. Like, I remember when I was talking about the new remake of of house party which it's funny because the same person that directed the house party 2023 also directed white man can't jump 2023 this dude is just special in doing remakes and sequels like that's all this guy does this one director that that seems to all he does is just do remakes and sequels so yeah um yeah, this this movie just felt very very safe, and I I have to say like, yeah, I I don't know. I think I'm just gonna start like if I see this guy's name, I forget who the director is, but House Party 2023 was just a okay movie to me, and this movie was worse, but it was still just okay to me. If I see this director's name on any trailer for a movie again, I'm probably just going to be like, uh, I ain't going to be in no rush to see it. Cause yeah, his movie so far has not really been like that great. And, uh, yeah, nah. So if you guys, if you guys are fans of the original white men can't jump, 
I don't know if I can even recommend this to you because, like, I've never seen the original. But, like I said, I feel like this remake is just way too damn safe. Like, there is really nothing that stands out about this. So, like, I won't recommend the movie. If you watch it, then, you know, I hope you guys find some type of, like, big enjoyment out of it. But if you don't watch it, trust me, you're not really missing anything at all. Like, this remake has been out for a while, and i just seen it, um... I just seen it like two days ago and like, yeah, like I don't feel anything strongly about the movie. I will say that the acting in the movie was decent. Like, um, Jack Harlow, I think this was his first time in an acting role and he wasn't too bad. Like he wasn't too bad. Once you look past the fact that it's Jack Harlow, like he's really not too bad of an actor, but I don't see him like... He, he should still stick to the mic because I, I don't see him going into like a very serious role after this. Like this movie, uh, he was decent in this, but I can't see him doing anything more serious or anything like that. But hey, you never know. You never know. He could prove me wrong. But yeah, that's all the topics that I had for today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will be more consistent, you know, I will be more consistent, sorry, I haven't been uploading, and like I said, check out the podcast on Rumble, if you guys also use that, if you're on streaming services, you know, check out Rumble, check out YouTube, if you're on YouTube or Rumble, check out me on the streaming services, like, just check out the podcast, support in any way, shape, or form, also, let me know if you guys want Twitch streams or anything like that, like, let me know if you guys want me to do more so that y'all can get to know me and stuff like that, also, if I do decide to put out the bridal shower video, check that one out, let me know if you guys do want me to do more, like, videography type stuff, so, yeah, um, with all that being said, to dang how did i mess up my outro you know that's a streak i went on a good streak without messing up my outro but um yeah with all that being said tevin jameer signing out see y'all in the next one Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Match believes that adults date better. Because when you date as an adult, you get to be a little irresponsible with really responsible people. Rip the clothes off someone who actually knows how to put them away. Fall stupidly in love with someone who's actually really smart. Forget being hot. Get them to ugly laugh. Ready to crush on someone who makes you feel whole? If you know who you are and what you want in a relationship, Match is the place for you. Adults Wanted. Download the Match app today.